1: And now, here's your host, Sheila White. Welcome, friends, to another episode of Gifted with Sheila White, where we talk to individuals that are using their gifts to impact the world. I am excited that you guys tuned in on today. Friends, have you figured out your life's purpose? I mean, specifically why you are here on this planet? Uh, You might be a college student or a high school student, or maybe you may be an entrepreneur. Well... I'm glad you tuned in today to get some empowering information today. My guest will inspire you to take on your next big thing. You did not come this far to come this far. I am really, really excited because I have with me, Miss Christina Hobson and Christina Hobson is the founder of Awesome Kids Rock, which is a nonprofit organization that focuses on helping families that have children and teenagers with autism and other special needs, providing services that will help them and their families provide outside resources. Well, Christina, welcome to the show as we start over again, how are you today?
0: I'm doing well, Miss Sheila, how are you?
1: Excellent, excellent. Now, one of your great friends, we have a great friend a mutual friend that told me about you and the awesome things that you are doing. So I want to begin with your backstory a little bit. Tell us a little bit about when you first got the diagnosis uh, with your son with autism.
0: Okay, so when I first got the diagnosis with my son, Caleb, um, which is my oldest, he's 15 now, um, it was an interesting day. Um, Mm. We got the diagnosis, we went to the University of Chicago. They have a um, disability clinic. And okay. so the day we got the diagnosis, um, I uh, he didn't have to come with me to the appointment, but he was there. His grandfather was there with me. So when we found out, I kind of knew something was going on. But just to hear it from the, you know,
1: the medical. Yeah.
0: Right. From the psychologist. It was a different feeling. You know, um, I was a little like a little discouraged. I felt you know, kind of sad about it because I was like, OK, well, I knew something was going on, but now we know what's going on. But at the same time, I was like, OK, what can we do next to help him to continue to progress and grow and move forward? So it was an interesting day. I can say, you know, sometimes you may say I was OK, but I had a moment. I had to just take some time to regroup that day. You know what I'm saying? Because it was a lot. It's been a journey, you know what I'm saying, with helping Caleb and not just Caleb, my other son, Cameron, but it's, it's definitely been a journey.
1: So you know, um, you talked about some of the symptoms, something that you knew. I think that's really important, Christina, because a lot of times we have children and sometimes the mother instinct kicks in and you think something's wrong. They're not progressing on that scale like you, right. you know, you think they should. What were some of those symptoms or signs that you kind of noticed as a mom that you thought something is kind of lagging or behind here?
0: Well, I noticed with Caleb, like when I was um I noticed that the different signs were like when we would talk to him, he would like look away. And then I noticed, too, like because he kept getting frequent ear infections, come to find out he couldn't hear us. So that was part of the reason why that was happening. And it delayed his speech. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know that um, we found that out when I went to the his uh Previous uh, pediatrician had you know referred us to go to the ear specialist, but not only that, I noticed that my son, Caden, at the time he was one, he was talking more than Caleb, so I oh. noticed that his um, speech was starting to regress back. You know how, of course, when a child starts talking mm-hmm. and then, but he just stopped and he started you know talking and babble or gibberish. Oh. So that's another thing I noticed. Not only that, when he would try to express himself, he would get frustrated. And sometimes he was like, you know, bang his head on the wall. He would try to point or he would get frustrated because he knew, you know, he wasn't able to say what was going on, how he was feeling.
1: Mm-hmm. So, And see, that is really key because um, those signs, you as a mom, you're, you, you know something's going on, but you don't exactly are ready to just say, OK, this is what it is. You don't know what the diagnosis is. Taking him to the uh, to the medical doctor. And when you got that news, you were with your father. I think you were saying how did your family member. Respond to the to the information.
0: Well, his grandfather, he was telling me, you know, because I did cry. He was like, "It's gonna be okay." At least you know now what's going on. You know what I'm saying? He was. I'm grateful that he was there to be there with me. You know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? To let me know that it's gonna be okay. But you know, in that time and that thought process, it's a lot to take on as a you know a mom or a dad. You know what I'm saying? Parent or caregiver, because it's like you like okay what is this? What's going on? I know something is going on, but how do I handle this? And what do I do moving forward? So,
1: wow. And you know what, Christina, when you said that you hit something on the head, because now you're at the doctor, the doctor's giving you a diagnosis. And this is what a lot of moms are in this situation that have special needs children. They feel helpless. You know, you feel like, is there something I did? Or is there something that I should have did? Or when I was carrying the child or Maybe if I had a guide help sooner, um, describe to our audience, our listening audience, some of those things that you were going through, because a lot of moms are out there and they're feeling alone or they're feeling like it's their fault. Um, how did you navigate out of that feeling or those feelings that it might've been a rush to you at that time thinking, man, if I had just taken him in earlier, or if I had done something different and it's not your fault, you know, how do you, how do you address, you know, coming out of that thought pattern?
0: I think for me, it started back before we took him to the University of Chicago when we started the process of, um, you know, the whole process from the beginning about going to the ear specialist, you know, going to the pediatrician and she referring us to different people and what to do. It's like, what do you do in that moment? You have those moments, but it's like, okay, I know this is happening, but at the same time, I have to keep going because if I don't help my child now, what is going to happen you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. further along, I don't mm-hmm. know where they're going to be. And if I don't take the steps now, then it may hinder them later. But some parents I know, they maybe feel like right now, mm-hmm. they didn't go in, they didn't start right away in that process. Mm-hmm. And I just want to let them know it's okay. You know what I'm saying? We have those feelings. We have those moments. Well, maybe it's something that I did. It's nothing that you did. Mm-hmm. Everything happens for a reason. God knows what he's doing and he's blessed us with those children because he knew we were able to handle it. And I know sometimes you may be like, well, why me? Why not you? Yes. Like when you have to take the time to like really just sit with it and think about it. And of course you have the support of your family, or friends, but I don't know who all is, you know, you know, is saved or not. But I yeah. know for me, it was God. I'm like, Lord, you got to help me in this process because starting this thing, this is something different. You know what I'm saying? I was a young mother. Wow. I had two children at the time. It's like, what do I do to help to get to the next level? Because it's like, what if I don't? I just need help. So you have to help me. So it was me and God. I was like, you got to show me, you got to lead me and guide me on what to do because if I don't know what's going to be next. So
1: yeah. And it's so important, you, you know, because a lot of people don't have God on their side and they don't know what to do. And they're hearing this news and it's it's a heart-wrenching news when you have any type of diagnosis, whether a person is blind or, or deaf or, 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 or can't speak or anything like that or just a physical disability in a wheelchair or cerebral palsy or anything. And... People don't know what to do. In your case, you turn to God. Explain a little bit about that, your faith and how that helped propel you through that difficult time when you were getting that diagnosis in that time.
0: Um, it helps a lot. Like I said, this journey with Caleb, You know, it's been a process, it's been a journey from down to even where he's at right now. Yeah. But for me, it was like, okay, God, I have to continue to have faith no matter what's going on. Even when I do have those moments when I cry, when I pray, when I go, you know Mm. what I'm saying? In those quiet times, even when it's times that I would, you know, I would have the tears in my eyes when I would Mm. be in front of Mm. Caleb. And Mm. I was like, okay, let me take a step back and let me go walk away. Let Mm. me go to the bathroom. Because, and, I still kind of have those moments even now that he's 15. Yeah. You know, yeah. He's getting yeah. older. He's getting better. He's progressing. Yeah. And I see mm-hmm. where he was to where he is now. Right. But it's like, that's the foundation. It's been him.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Now you have more than one child. You have four children. And tell, tell us a little bit about your other sons.
0: Yes, I have four children. So it's Caleb, then Caden. He's 14. Cameron will be 13 on the 21st next week. He'll be a teenager. So I have three teenage boys. Wow. (laughs) And then I have Bless your
1: ministry, as they say, bless your ministry. (laughs) Right.
0: (laughs) And then I have uh, Kamaya. She's six. So Mm. they're all K's. So, but yes, Cameron also has autism as well. So that was another thing too, not just having one, but having two children Mm. with autism. And at the time when I found out about Cameron having, he was like five and I was pregnant with my daughter at the time. I was like five or six months pregnant. So that was like another interesting, I don't want to say blow, but I have to be honest, that's what it was because I'm like, okay, well, but I saw the signs too. So by seeing Caleb, I knew what to do to be able to tackle it, you know, head on. It's just that, okay, Lord, now this is extra added and it's okay, but you've got to show me how to navigate through this too.
1: And you, you said extra added, which is true. There are a lot of moms that have one child with a, you know, a special needs situation. But then when you have a multiple children, that's a whole nother category. It's a whole nother level of patients and, and uh doctor's visits and, and just worrying, so to speak, and, and things like that, of medications and often uh, a lot of other things you have to deal with. Um, there are moms out there that have, some have children that have more than one child that have a, a special need in the same family. And I think a lot of people don't realize the pressure that it is when you have to go to different places, you're going on vacation, or maybe you're going just to church. Uh, explain the mobility that you have to deal with when you have more than one special need child in the family, just a simple errand or just going on a vacation. What is that like? Because people need to understand and be more sympathetic to people that have special needs children, because you have children that point or laugh or make fun or mm-hmm. they don't understand. So explain, um, some of the situations that you have to go through when with two special needs children, when you're just on your everyday going out and about.
0: Um, I think for me when they were younger, Mm-hmm. I can admit I would like to, I used to want to take them to the park. Yeah. And I remember it was a time when I did take them and Caleb um, was playing with um, a little girl. She was a little bit younger than him. Mm-hmm. And so, but her parents were there and I had to go to explain to her parents, like, he's not doing anything wrong. He just wants to play with her because in his mindset, that's somebody that's on his level. You know what I'm saying? But with Cameron, he can go and make friends and stuff like that. So with them, it was like, I I stopped. Mm -hmm. I stopped going for a while. Mm -hmm. I did. I can't admit I would stop going out for a while. I would stop going to birthday parties, taking them, you know, to different things because I was like, what about what people are going to think? And one day I said, um, I was watching the shows. I think it was like Dateline. They were talking about, they did an experiment where they had, it was, um, I think it was a boy. He was out with his parents and he had autism and they just wanted to see he was stemming just to see how other people were going to be. If they were going to get upset, if they were going to do something. But it wasn't real. But they just wanted to see how they were going to be. And I saw that he said, you got to learn how to be in that moment. And you can't worry about what other people have to say because they're still children and teenagers, too. So you can't worry about if they're going to say something, because I've had a friend experience that where she took her child somewhere. And the lady got upset and was like, you need to get your kid. You need to get him and stuff like that. And he wasn't doing anything but just being a kid. So mm-hmm. I say to to other moms, to other parents out there that, you know what I'm saying, don't let that stop you from taking your child out to do stuff or having to go to the store. Yeah, sometimes it may be difficult. You have your moments, but you just got to, you know, count it all joy in the midst of it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? You, yeah. you have those moments, but you you wait, you you make your way through them. Some days are good, some days are bad. Some days it's like, oh, okay, this is what it's gonna be today, but we we made it through today. So,
1: <laughs> and, yeah. and you know, you you said something which is really important. Another, I think, important thing: the highs and then the lows. Uh, what has been some of the highs um, that you've experienced when you've seen your child kind of do a little something that you thought he couldn't do? Um, because there is hope at the end of the day. There's hope at the end of of, of the journey, so to speak. It's not just Okay, I have a special needs kids and I I I'm destined to just, like you said, stay in the house or be shamed. But talk to us about some of those high points that you've had on the journey with Caleb as well.
0: Um, I know for Caleb, mm-hmm. what was the it's been different things for me. Um for him, I've seen him grow as far as like writing. Yes. I remember when he it was a time when it was like writing senses because he's left-handed, I'm right-handed. So I had to mm-hmm. learn how to do things on my left hand when it came to helping him doing his homework. But he got better at that. Even with his reading, the comprehension mm-hmm. right now, he's getting a lot better. It's a process. You know what okay. I'm saying? I've thinking those highs for him. Not only that, I remember is a time where didn't start learning how to ride his bike to about like two, three years ago, even though he's older, but it took time. But I kept telling him, you know, we keep trying. And I remember he said, mom, I can't. I said, well, Caleb can't is not your vocabulary. I said, no, we're going to try and try until you get it. And then he finally ended up getting it. So, wow. Wow. I those wow,
1: those are, yeah. Wow. And then on the opposite side of that, um, has there been some low lows? For instance, you know, a lot of times we have to go to the doctor and you are in the hospital where they have an illness or some some other compound situation besides a diagnosis. Has there been times like that um, that you've had, you know, with Caleb?
0: Um, I think the lows, like, when they would go to, like, they have speech therapy and occupational therapy, so they were going to speech therapy outside of school, and they were getting it in school, Mm -hmm. so, like, going to those appointments, like you mentioned earlier, about the different appointments that you have to go to, and, you know what I'm saying, figuring that in your schedule, you have Mm -hmm. to, you know, make it work, so it was sometimes when we would go, and they would say, well, he had a down moment, or he had a meltdown, and how to be able to help him through the meltdown, and I had Mm -hmm. to learn how to be patient with him in that, and Help him to understand that even as he's older now, like when he have his moments, I learned to let him have his moments. And it's like, sometimes it will hurt me because I'm like, I know how he is and he's a sweet kid. So it's like, even when it comes to I've had, it was a time where he's gotten bullied a couple of times. So it's like. You have to, as a parent, you like, oh, I want to be there for them, but you be there for them in that moment. But at the same time, you have to let them to have to learn. So that comes with like the life skills, learning how to navigate through life, just like we got to navigate through life. That's they have to too. So You
1: know, it's important, Christina, because you have not only, you know, have been taking care of the children and doing a great job, but then you decided to have an organization, you know, awesome mm-hmm. kids rock. Let's talk a little bit uh, about the organization and why you started the organization, because you had your hands full, four boys, three teenagers and just four kids. That's a lot, just being a mom. But then you decided to open up your heart and open up, you say, like you talk about life skills and to be able to help other families. When did that come about that idea of, of awesome kids rock?
0: Um. So awesome kids rock started in 2017. Um. I actually was started before then we um had a vision board party at my church Mm -hmm. and so we were writing down our vision book and that was in my vision book and I put on the date I said 2016 2017 so um when I like I said about Caleb, finding out about him and helping him with on his journey, I said, well, what can I do to help other people? I'm like, even though I have my own and I have my own children, I said, what can I do to help other people? So I started Awesome Kids Rock. Um, I started going to like the grant classes and finding out what I had to do to help them with different things or whatever. And my grant teacher at the time Um, He helped me with the process and be able Mm -hmm. to start Awesome Kids Rock and start finding grants. And I just it just took off from there. And we've been Mm -hmm. going ever since. Um, We just did our first summer program this year. So Mm -hmm. I'm excited about that. But the reason why was because I'm like Awesome Kids Rock is my kids. So why Mm -hmm. not help other people? You know, what I'm saying other families, Mm -hmm. because it's like you never know who's out there. You never know who is going through the same situation. They may not say anything, Mm -hmm. but that's why.
1: You know, with having a busy schedule, like I said, with four sons, and now you have an organization where you're helping other people. How do you find time, Christina, to relax? Because with two, you know, special needs children, running an organization, helping other moms and families, teenagers, and and older, how do you have time to just relax and have time for yourself? Because self care is so important, and and a lot of times as caregivers, we're giving, 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 giving out, giving out as moms and giving out as caregivers, and a lot of people just kind of burn out you know so to speak how do you find time to relax with the schedule
0: uh, <laughs> I, I know you got no, i have you got beautiful
1: nails I in your nails i'm like I you have time to go and get there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no actually those be the times too like when i go of course my daughter tries to go with me like you know the boys they don't care. But yeah. she's like, okay, mommy, that's can we go together? I'm like, sometimes, yeah, but that's, you know what I'm saying, my time as well. But I just had to learn how to carve out time.
1: Yeah, It yeah.
0: took me some time to learn that because, like I said, I was young when I started this process with them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And as time came on, I had to learn, okay, no, this is the time I have to set out for myself. And i let the boys and i let Kamai know as well. Like, you know, no, mom is taking this time right now. And I like the fact that they allow me to have that time. I think that some parents have to, you know what I'm saying? It's okay to let your kids know, like, hey, mommy needs this time. Daddy needs this time so I could be able to have time to regroup. And, you know what I'm saying? And it's okay to do that, you know? Or, like, I know I'm working out. That would be my time away, you know what I'm saying, to be able to regroup and come back together because that would be my time to pray, too, even in the morning before they get up and go to school. That's my time, too, to pray and read and get myself together before the day starts, even during the day. Like, for instance, yesterday was e-learning day on mm-hmm. e-learning day I'm like okay I take off from work like mm. so I be, can be able to help them with e-learning and stuff because I know it's gonna be it's for them hey everybody mm-hmm. needs their attention so I gotta help everybody so it's like the time that you take is it's important like you said self-care is important as being a caregiver because sometimes we don't do that and we feel like we you know always on the go you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. especially if sometimes if your child doesn't um if you have a child that has uh, autism or other related special needs they may um not sleep at night and I know it was a time where I had I experienced that with Caleb Mm. when he was younger for like two years I didn't get any sleep because he was up and moving all the time so I had to make sure okay well I don't want him to get up and leave I don't want him to do this I got to make sure he's good so Mm -hmm. it's important
1: you know that that's really a, a lot when you just said that because you know finding your rest at night and then sometimes children are busy, busy, busy as boys in general, but then when there's a special need, you really do have to watch what's going on. You don't want them to leave outside. You have to watch them when they're outside and different things like that. How do you find the resources um, for families that do have children that um, are saying, where do I go? You know, where do I turn? I, it's just not maybe a, a regular doctor and some of these doctors are not specialized. They're regular pediatrician and, you know, they don't seem to be as, uh, as helpful. So how does a pay, a family begin to go to get the help uh, that they need when they when their child is diagnosed with that? Because a lot of times, you know, what goes on in the house in the black family stays in the house. You don't want to share it. You don't want to tell people that your child is a special need. So what can you do to help moms and to help dads, uh, families be able to say, okay, go find the resources, give them the the boots on the ground, basic things, that they would need to do first, I would say, because it's a scary feeling in the beginning.
0: It is, it is a scary feeling at the beginning. And I know some, you know, parents, married or single or caregivers or the grandparents, aunts and uncles, you're trying to figure out what to do. I would say first, always, um, I know when I talked to uh, did Dr. Seabrook about it, she was saying it, and I said it myself, always go to your pediatrician first to find okay. out and okay. ask questions. That's the best thing to do first. Um, okay. Because I know you may go to like, okay, I'm gonna go on Google. Google is great for things. Don't get me wrong. But it's mm-hmm. always good to go to the first source and that's your pediatrician first mm-hmm. and then go from there and see what they're saying. And if you feel like that you want more questions and answers, then you go from there. You have, it's depending on where you are, there are different resources in the area. You have to just look and find and then be able to um, seek out because sometimes you may not know where to go,
1: yes. but, Yeah, but you know.
0: It's good to look and research because sometimes you like, if you can look and research different things, you'll be able to find what you're looking for. There -hmm. are places that are in school and outside of school to get you the resources that you need. You just have to, you know, know. And I know for in the area I'm in, I know Mm -hmm. after we did um, do the pediatrician and then it's like I looked into um, NYSEC. That was like the next step. Because okay. if that's what's helping with when it came to going to school and everything, that mm-hmm. was the next step. And mm-hmm. then after that, it's just like you have to keep going with it. I know, yeah. you know, you yeah. may get discouraged. You may get like, well, I don't know what to do next. I don't want to go the wrong way. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with yeah. asking. Because if okay. you don't ask, you won't know. You have to ask for help. And, oh, sure. and you may be ashamed at first. You may be scared. You may be nervous about it. But if mm-hmm. you don't ask, how will you know? And you have to think about it. It's not just you, you're helping your child or you helping your children your you know, teenager, whatever it is, even if it's adults, you have to help them to get them to where they have to be. So,
1: you know, it's, it's important when you go to the doctor, because, you know, a lot of times, um, you go to a doctor and you want to get a second opinion. Are there times when you just find out it's not a match? You know what I'm saying? Because you want to feel comfortable, let's say going to a therapist and all therapists are not a match for maybe your family or for maybe that child or whatever it is. do you encourage families if you're not comfortable stay there or just stay there because hey um i don't know where else to go you know what i'm saying it, it, i'm talking about that match for medical care and being comfortable with the person that that is um that's taking care of your child you know because every school is not the same you know every speech therapist and occupational therapist they have different personalities and different things and sometimes children just don't gel or families don't gel with those people so how do you address that with uh, for our listing audience that may have they're in that situation, but they have, they're just getting started.
0: Um, I say that's true. If you start in a journey and you find it, you want to make sure that your child is comfortable and you want to make sure you're comfortable too. And if you don't feel comfortable, I would suggest don't stay somewhere just because it's there, but you mm-hmm. want to make sure that they're comfortable too, because I know I had to, my niece, um, mm-hmm. we had this discussion. We talked about it with her son. She was like, well, I want to find somebody that's going to make him feel comfortable and you feel comfortable. Cause that's what it's about. Yeah, you, yeah. that's the main thing. You have to make sure that your child is comfortable. You know what I'm saying? You're comfortable. Mm-hmm. And then it all works together because you don't want to just say just because, okay, mm-hmm. this person, yeah, they told you that, but you have to make it work for you and you have right. to make it work for me.
1: And it's important. It's important for it to be a match because even some caregivers, they're taking care of senior citizens. That's not a match. You know, they don't have the right temperament, um, mm-hmm. the patience and whatever it is. And so I think it's really important for, Um, you know, families to find out if this particular medical person is a fit for your family. And if not, then find somebody that you can be comfortable with that the, uh, you know, the child can be comfortable with. Another thing I wanted to ask you about is how can you um, talk to families to be more supportive um, or friends when you, when you have a child with special needs, because let's say it's Christmas time, which is going to be coming up pretty soon. And they don't know what to get the child for Christmas. They're thinking, you know, just any kind of gift, but you can't just get any kind of gift for a special needs child because there's a number of things to consider. So how can family members or friends, you know, that are friends of the family be more supportive of children with special needs? Because they just see something in the store, oh, I'm going to get this for Caleb because he's going to love it, not realizing he may not even know how to operate that and it may be frustrating. You know, so talk to those those uh friends out there that are have friends of families that are special needs and and they want to help, but they don't know how to help. They don't know what to do to be supportive.
0: I say just ask. It's nothing wrong with asking. Mm-hmm. Just ask, say, hey, what do they like? What do they don't like? Because you got to think about, I know for me, it's like when I do gifts mm-hmm. for the kids or for people, family, for friends, I always think about what you like. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? I, make, I mean, everybody's different. You want to okay. find something that's going to be sentimental, but everybody moves differently. I know for me, I just wow. ask because I'm like, I, if I'm gonna give a gift, I want something that's gonna make you be like, man, they really thought about me. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So I would say, just ask what kind of gifts would you know work for them because some it may be yeah. books, it may be you know right. what I'm saying, maybe. Uh, was it like fidget spinners or you may have sensory toys, you know what I'm saying? But you have to find something that's going to, you know what I'm saying? Accommodate them and make them feel comfortable. So that's what it's about. You know what I'm saying? Because sometimes, like you said, some people go and get something. Oh, I just got that for this. (laughs) But I mean, I understand it's a thought that counts. There's nothing wrong with that, but I would say just ask. There's nothing wrong with asking. And
1: that's so key just to find out because, I've seen that happen before. People think, oh, I'm just going to get this and then the child is not even interested in it. And the the friend is kind of hurt like, don't they know the value in this and how much they pay for it, even if it's a family member? So when you said ask, that's really important for our listening audience to understand. Just ask the parent, what can I do? What can I get? What type of toys um, do they like or whatever it is? Because even certain type of clothing may be too much sensory for the child, you know, they got all the dots and polka dots and things, and it may just kind of make the child get a little bit more stressed. So it when you said ask, that's really, really important key. Now, since you're working with an organization, Awesome Kids Rock, what would you say are the percentages of children with autism? Because it seems to be expanding. It's like you're seeing it more and more. And, and why is that, would you say?
0: It is starting to expand more and more, yeah. um, of course, you know, even though, I'm, like you said, I'm working with my own organization and yeah, I'm seeing it, yeah. not just it's boys and girls too, you know what I'm saying? Because I know it was a time it was just people was just seeing it was just boys, but it's yeah. both. both. Um, yeah. I don't know why, to be yeah. honest, and I don't yeah. never want to say the wrong thing, you know yes, what I'm saying? Yes, I know yes. that, you know, people have said it was different things. Of mm-hmm. course, you know, it is neurological, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yes. So, and then yeah. I know they've been saying too, it could be part of the genes, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying too. So Mm -hmm. it's like, it's so many things that's out there that people are saying, whatever. And I never want to say the wrong thing, but I know that it is prevalent and it's happening. And it's not just autism. You have ADHD, ADD, some, you know, have both. You know what I'm saying? You have so many different, you know, special needs. You have some that have spina bifida. You have some that have um, Down syndrome. You know what I'm saying? So it's so many that's out there. It's just that, you know, it's a lot. Not saying it's a lot like that, but it's yeah. a lot to, you know, see what's going on. But at the same time, mm-hmm. as you see it, you learn it and you research it and you understand it. not just researching, but you have a knowledge of it. You know, yeah. of yeah. course, you know, we make people aware about it, but have education on what to do and what it is and how to be able to help your child a teenager or adults wow. through the process. Then you're able to understand it much better, because yeah. then not only that your, your community, your tribe, your families, you know Mm. what I'm saying? Your friends and people that you know and don't know. And then people that you get to meet on the journey too with their, you know, families and their child and their teenager adults as well too. Mm -hmm. You learn as through the process, different things.
1: Wow. Christina, who motivates you to keep going? Because, uh, it's one thing to be a mom of four boys, like I said earlier, and to help other families with special needs, but who motivates you to just keep going? non-stop because there's a lot of pressures that you have you want to help sometimes families are a little resistant they don't take the advice you may, you may give them and they're slow about reacting and responding and and you just want to say just take this information take this resource you know did you do this did you follow up who motivates you to keep going
0: first God, got mm-hmm. idiot. idiots yeah um wow. and then it's my children With the you know, the boys and Kamaya. I know you said four boys, it's three.
1: (laughs) Three boys. Oh three boys and a girl. That's right. right. (laughs) I was
0: like, you give me more
1: girl (laughs) power, girl power.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But it's 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 them. It's like I think it's him because it's like even, you know, the people that I've been starting to, families I've been starting to, you know, reach out to me, you know, I tell them, you know, you're not alone in this process. But it's it's him that keeps me going but it's my kids it's like not only that because I'm like God, you gave me this you wouldn't give me anything and then I start and then I don't keep going with it because I'm like it's it keeps me going it lets me know that it's a purpose and a reason for what I'm doing I mean everybody has a purpose and mm-hmm. you know God gives everybody purpose on what we're supposed wow. to be doing wow. and I'm like I want to be able to do what you calling me to do even on times when I'm had times where I had to stay, take a step away or take a sabbatical from it or like to regroup, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But he never, it never has stopped. And even if some parents, you know, do give and caregivers, you do get the information. I never want to just shove it to them like, oh, well, I gave you this and you didn't do it. No, it's in their time and that they're going to do it. It's in wow. their process. And I never want to anybody to feel like they're rushed. Yeah. And yeah. I always say, whenever you're ready to get help, I'm here. I always say that. If people like send me a text or send me a message say, Hey, this person, I know this person that may need help. And I'm like, I pray about I'm like, okay, Lord, I don't want to come to them the wrong way, but I want to be able to help them because it's like you have to be you gotta be mindful. You gotta think about how they are because everybody may not be receptive to what you're giving them to at the same time. So you have to use wisdom, you know, with that. So
1: Wow, you know, I wanna talk a little bit about um your son that makes cupcakes. I know we had the conversation a little bit. How do you get to that point to to do something like that because it's, you know, it's not the easiest thing to do for a regular person. And so how did that interest come about?
0: Um. Well, Caleb came to me about three years ago. Then okay. he said, mom, I well, first he told me, he said he wants to be a doctor. And I said, okay, let's start the process. What we got to do? Okay, let's go. And then okay. about a month later, he was like, no, I want to be a baker. And I was like, okay, but you just said a doctor. And I'm like, yeah. okay, let's go. Let's do it. And then... Um, about a year later, then he said, mom, um, we was talking about it, And I said, okay, well, write down what you want. And I was like trying to think of a name. And I was like, Kayla, what do you think about Kayla's Bakery? And he was like, I love it. I like it. We could do that. And so then, um, he made, uh, his sister's, uh, cake for her okay. birthday. Okay. And so I posted it on, um, Facebook and he okay. just been going ever since, but uh-huh. he bakes and he cooks. You know what I'm saying? Um, that's something he loves to do. And I think, too, it helps him. Even like times he'll come home like, Mom, I just want to bake and I just let him go ahead and do it. That's mm-hmm. something that he loves to do. That's his passion. He said, Mom, one day I want to be able to have my own building. He said, Mom, I want to be on TV. He said, I want to be able to have a bakery where I can have, you know, friends that are like me to be able to come and they can be able to work there and they can feel like they're themselves. But I just want to help people. And so when you said that, I'm trying not to cry, but it made me think about me, me helping people. That let me see and know that my children are watching me. And by starting that and doing Awesome Kids Rock, it motivates them to want to be able to do their own business. And even though he has autism, that doesn't define him. So it's like he's still doing and he still wants to help and he's always doing something for other people. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah.
1: You know, Christine, you make us both kind of get teary there because you talk about gifts. We all have gifts and talents, unique talents that God has given us. And it's amazing how you saw the gift in him, you know, because everybody is unique and his own uniqueness is 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 coming out. And, and him wanting to help someone, he needs help. But he's saying in his heart and his mind, hey, I want to help somebody. I want to do something more. And that's a God push, I think, you know, of him saying, I want to do that. Um, when we talk a little bit about awesome kids rock, what are some of the, uh, educational programs that you have within the organization or some of the health programs? Because I know the health is very important in education when you're dealing with, you know, this subject matter. So what are some of the things that awesome kids rock do and some of the programming that you have to offer, you know, families that may be in need or in crises?
0: Um, Well, I know when I started First with Awesome Kids Work, I just wanted to tell people, like, where to go as far as resources. And I still do that. That is part of that, where we let people know in the area, this is where you can go, this is where you can go, um, this is what you can look up. But I know I said I wanted to be able to start, um, eventually start providing, like, the resources, like speech therapy, occupational therapy, to be able to do, uh, providing uh, sign language. And not only that, um, I've been working on starting doing parenting classes. um, which will be starting this month. Um, It's going to be on Saturdays. And Mm -hmm. I wanted to start doing that to be able to help the parents like with different things that they needed questions on. What is SSI? What is it to be an advocate? Um, What is STEMI? What is, you know, just different things. And it's going to be from just just a few hours, just from 10 to 12. But that's the thing I wanted to do to be able to say, hey, this is a time where you can And then they can bring the kids as well or the teenagers as well, too. So then they can be able to what they're learning, if they're learning about how to when it comes to reading, what they can take home or whatever worksheets to help them with different things like that. But that's that. And then not only that, like I mentioned about the summer program, we did our first one this year. And I want to be able to continue to keep doing that even for next year and eventually, you know, what I'm saying do more as that. So.
1: So what are some of the things that um, awesome kids uh, rock need as far as there's people that are listening out there and maybe somebody could do a donation or, or, um, you know, provide some type of counseling in some area. What are some of the needs that you would have that people in our listening audience may be able to donate or to be able to contribute to help with awesome kids rock.
0: Wow. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> wasn't expecting that question. Um, <laughs> I would say, um, just like funding, I know mm-hmm. I've been looking up grants, but I mm-hmm. know like for the, Of course, like I said, the parenting program is getting ready to start coming up this month. So Mm -hmm. funding for that Mm -hmm. um, to be able to have like, you know, um, if we have the when we have a parenting class, it's like if they have like, you know, little breakfast stuff for them or like even like things for like the kids, like the toys, like the cinnamon things or books for them to have or different things. So when they do come those things will be provided for them that they can have like materials and different things that they can Mm -hmm. take home and stuff like that. And we can have at the parents and program as well too. So. Wow.
1: And and it's really important folks out there that are listening because awesome kids rock is a great non-for-profit organization that you can give money. You can be able to help donate. Um, I want you to get in contact with Christina because she's doing an awesome job working with families, helping provide resources and um, to families outside of, 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 Uh, Just in the community, if you give her a call, she will be able to help you because she wants to be able to help people that have children and teenagers with autism. Uh, She has a, she's a heart centered messenger. She's here to help. She's here to serve and she's working within her community. And so we need everybody to come together to do what they can do to help this great organization because it is making a difference. Christina, what would you like to see? Uh, where would you like to see awesome kids in the next five years? Let's say, um, because you've got this great start. You're growing. We want to see you go straight to the top nonstop where would you like to be in five years with the organization?
0: Wow. I would like to be in a building to have like the services I said, I wanted to be providing for everyone to be able to do that. I know right now we're actually going into the schools um, right now. So I'm excited about that, how that's coming together, but that's why I want to see awesome kids rock to be able to, not just here, but if it, you know, even grows even more into different places mm-hmm. to be able to say, okay, yeah, we're a foundation is here in, you know, Indiana, but to be able to go in different places and take Awesome Kids Rock to different places and to be able to, you know, branch out so, yeah. Yeah. and just continue to grow and help families as much as I can.
1: And how can our audience get in contact with you? Give them your contact information so they could either send a donation or call for information or for resources. What is your contact information?
0: Um, They can call me my phone number. They can call um, 219-238-9546. They can call or, you know, send a text to let me know that what they're trying to do as far as Awesome Kids Rock. Also, um, we have our um, I'm actually on Facebook. If they have social media, Facebook, Awesome Kids Rock Um, Instagram. We're on there as well. And they can email me, too. Um, It is um, awesomekids1 at gmail.com. They can be able to reach me those ways, too.
1: Wow, that that is really awesome. Christina, it has been such a joy talking to you today, learning um, about your charge in this industry and what you're doing to make a difference um, in the world in which we live in. Is there anything that you could say to, like I said, a person that is just new to this, um, a mom to be encouraged, a dad to be encouraged, a family member to be encouraged? What would you say to a person that has a special need child and they may be just at that point of, I'm going to pull my hair out, I don't think I can make it speak to that mom or speak to that family member that needs to hold on and have hope that every day is not going to be the same, that it can get better.
0: Just what you just said to piggyback up, don't lose hope. You know, it's wow. because like I said, some days you have your good days and your bad days your in between days, but no, to just don't lose hope. Don't stop. You know, God knew what he was doing when he designed them for you and you for them.
1: Wow. And even on
0: days and times when you feel like it's a lot, take those times to yourself. It's okay to have those moments and know, take the pressure off yourself. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Give yourself grace, not only giving yourself grace, but give them grace too. Mm-hmm. And not only that, it's about progress. It's not about perfection. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's a journey. You're going to go through different things. You're going to uh, have different times where you be like, okay, this is too much. and it, And it's okay it's okay because sometimes we put all that pressure like well i shouldn't feel like this i shouldn't be like this no it's okay because we're human you know what i'm saying yeah Yeah. and we have to think about that first and then to know that you can do it you know even on days when you don't feel like it and he's gonna give you the grace he's gonna give you strength to do it even on times you don't feel like it you just gotta go to him he's the source he's the ultimate source to give you the strength The peace, the grace you need to make it through each day. And even on times you don't know what to say, just call on Jesus and hey, you never know. Because God will send you the people that you need and Mm -hmm. just keep believing and praying that because it was a time I kept saying, well, I don't have the help and I had to change how I was talking. You got to change what you're saying. You Mm -hmm. change your words. You'll see the difference. You'll see things move. You'll see things turn around, even in times, even though what you see in front of you, it may be a lot. Don't let it. You got to hold on to the promise of what God said. You know, he said he's going to help you. He's going to be there. He's going to provide. He's going to make a way. And he's doing it. You don't know. You don't see it. But he's always working behind the scenes for you. And you just got to keep going. And like I said, if you have to get a support system, because that's the thing, too, I want to be able to provide as well. I didn't mention that about having support groups. That's a part of the parents and classes to be able to have support groups and be able to come and talk about it. And to know you're not alone in this process, we, nobody is alone in it. And even if you feel alone, you are not alone. So.
1: You are amazing. (laughs) You are amazing, (laughs) Christina. (laughs) And it's it's, Awesome Kids Rock, uh, Christina, who's serving an awesome God. I'll say it like that. And you can see it just comes through. Awesome Kids Rock Incorporated. Christina Hobson is the owner. I want you to get in contact with her. Folks and friends, if you did not hear this entire broadcast, I want you to visit our website at wwwroadthenumber 2 eternitynet Christina's information will be on there about Awesome Kids Rock. Um, it's an awesome organization. She's making a difference in her community. She wants to help. And there are a lot of people out there that are just me, myself, and I, but this is a person and an organization that is extending their hand to be able to help you be able to have outside resources, not only in her community, but she's there available to be able to help you find the help that you need. I want to thank you for listening today. If you did not hear this entire broadcast again, you can visit our website at www.road2eternity.net. And like I said, please look up Christina's information on there. Reach out to this organization. Christina, thank you so much. You are uniquely designed and strategically gifted. Using your gifts to impact the world. Thank you so much for being our guest today. Thank you for listening to Gifted with Sheila White. We hope you understand how your gifts can make an impact on the world. Gifted with Sheila White is produced by Road to Eternity, a film and television production company.